Welcome to Muddy River News this week, furnished by Harvey's. I'm Bob Goff. My guest is Mike Reed, who is with the Sny Island Levee Drainage District. I got it right, didn't I? Yep. All right. You have been the superintendent on the Sny for how many years now? Uh, a little more than 28 years. Because when I first met you, you were the executive director of the Quincy Park District. Yeah, I was, uh, I was here in Quincy for 20 years, and um, I've been down at the Sny, well, since 1995. So. So you, uh, you started on uh, with the Snide just after, you know, 93, obviously. But that uh, 93 uh, then presented challenges for levees up and down the river, and those challenges remain, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and they're actually getting, getting greater. The challenges are, are getting greater year by year by year. Um, but yeah, the 93 flood, uh, right after that 93 uh, disaster, uh, I grew up in Hull. I'm from Hull. I'm from Pike County, and um, our, our home that I lived in flooded. Um, of course, I lived in Quincy at the time, but my dad was still there, and it, it just devastated that town, and it's never recovered. Yeah. Um, and so the challenges that we all face in the SNI is, is to protect at least what's left and to um, try to preserve a way of life along the river that um, is being threatened all the time because uh, along with some of the best farmland in the country, again, you've got generations of homes that have been there for, for hundreds of years. And your job, the, uh, the, the, the drainage district's job is to protect them. Absolutely. It's, you know, more and more and more, um, you hear that concept that, well, all you're doing is protecting farmland. No, it goes may beyond that. Uh, it's a way of life. Um, the, the rural way of life is worth saving. And um, so that's what we're all about in the SNI. Um, when I first went to work down there, my commissioners uh, gave me uh, our top two priorities. Number one, keep the river out. Number two, take care of interior drainage. And that's what we do. And we do everything that we can to try to make those people down there have an opportunity to be successful in whatever endeavor they're doing by preventing flooding, whether it be from stormwater inside or from the river outside, and uh, to try to preserve that way of life. And it's worth preserving. So what kind of measures did the drainage district have to take after 93? There's been a lot done. Um, since that 93 flood, our, our drainage district invested millions of dollars in, in building roads uh, to provide better access to our levees during a flood fight. Um, we, we've built miles of levee berm, um, which is a, a strengthening of that levee slope in order to cut down on seepage, boils, etc. cetera. Um, we've, we've done a lot of work in, in preserving the cross sections of the levees to make sure they're up and to where they're supposed to be. Uh, we achieved our 100-year levee certification um, from the federal government uh, which was a, a huge help to us. We're much better organized in terms of flood fighting capabilities. Um, we have a communications network now that if we get into a situation on a flood fight, we're, we're much ready, much more ready to go. Um, we work very closely with state and federal agencies on preparing and having the assets available on hand at our drainage district office that we need during a flood fight. So, and we've built we just finished building two new pump stations, uh, which which is a great benefit to us, not only in in relief from interior 
stormwater, but also from relief from seepage from the river. What, what is often lost in, in the levees and drainage districts in the upper valley, they're all sand levees. Mm -hmm. they're, they're sand levees on top of levees with the old clay core levee. They're built to seep. They seep water. Uh, and, and at high river stages, we have a lot of water that comes into the drainage district as through seepage in through our levee system. We have to get rid of that uh, in order to create opportunities to flood fight, to get to get to the levees sure. to do the work that needs to be done. Uh, so we we found out after the 2008 flood that we, we, we didn't have enough pumping capacity. We were losing ground every day in that 2008 flood just from seepage. The, the Sni was getting higher and higher mm -hmm. and we were running our pumps as hard as we could run them 24 hours a day. Uh, so over time our our landowners decided that they were ready to support an investment in pump stations and two new pump stations mm -hmm. to go along with the three that we have. So we just completed a $25 million bond issue. It was all funded locally by our landowners. And we've increased our pumping capacity from about a million one hundred thousand gallons of water a minute to a million seven hundred thousand gallons of water a minute. But even better than that, the new pumps that we have are designed to operate more efficiently in high water events. The, the system that we have now with our pump stations, those pump stations were designed to pump against river stages back in the 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. Well, it's changed dramatically over, year over the years. The new pumps are, are, are designed to operate much more efficiently at high river stages. So we've kind of got the best of both worlds. The conditions that we're seeing right now, the older pump stations are more efficient. If we get into high water events, the new pump stations are more efficient. So we're, we've tried to protect against those those problems that we see from interior drainage. I, I was going to ask you about uh, 2008 because I believe that was the last, would you call, major event we've had? No, no. 2019 was even oh, bigger. That, really? Then yeah. 2008? Yes. Okay. The, high, the, the second highest flood event on the Mississippi was 2019. Oh, wow. And but. The, the, and, but it's really interesting because in 2008, we were in an all-out flood fight. We had 50, 60 bulldozers on our levees. We had backhoes on our levees. We, it was an all-out flood fight, pushing the levees up, plastic, the whole thing. But again, w over time, we kept making improvements, making improvements, and doing work on our levees to make them stronger. In, 20, in the 2008 flood, our flood fighting expenses were about $6.5 million dollars. In 2019, we had a, the flood event then was worse than 2008, and our flood fighting expenses were a million and a half. Because of all the work you've done because in 2008. all the work that the drainage district put into improving the system, that our, our landowners invested their money through our board to make improvements to make us better. And so, yeah, the 2019 flood event was the second highest in the history of the Upper Valley. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking, I had it the other way around, that 08 was bigger yeah, than 2019. Yeah, 08, so. 08 was a challenge, okay. absolutely. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Corps of Engineers. How are relations with them? How is it, has it gotten any better? What, what is the future for the, the, the levee system in working with the Corps? That, um, it, it's a, it, that's a two-pronged answer because there are many individuals that we work with in the Corps that are very good people. They're very knowledgeable, they're very sharp, they, um, they are, try to be helpful. The regulations they have to enforce are another story. 
and that's that's where we cross paths. Um, the regulatory environment that we're in right now, Bob, on a national level, is setting the stage for a disastrous flood event in the Upper Valley. And I'm, I say that I, because the regulations that we have to follow now are preventing us from making improvements necessary to, to fight against big flood events. It's making it almost impossible. And we know through research, I mean, it's no secret, we're seeing higher flood events on the Mississippi mm-hmm. more frequently. It, it, I mean, it, it's common sense. You can see it. But there was a study done, a recent study that came out. It did 60 years of data, gathered 60 years of data on the Mississippi River. It broke the United States up into 400-kilometer grids, and it, it traced heavy rain events, storm events, under four different categories, frequency, duration, intensity, and volume. And there's only one of those 400-kilometer grid areas in the entire country that all four of those have increased between Rock Island and St. Louis on the Mississippi River. Wow. And, of course, we see that mm-hmm. in, what, in what comes down the river annually. But yet the regulatory environment we are are not allowing us to make improvements to fight against what we know is happening. So you can't prevent, you, you can't do any of the preventative maintenance that you want to do, basically. Not like we used to, no. There are, there are too many regulations that have been put into place that prevents that. Uh, and, of course, we're not stopped from flood fighting. But what we're seeing on the Mississippi River in, in these recent flood events, and it happened in 2019, they come fast. Mm-hmm. Years ago, the, river, the Mississippi River, you would, you would hardly see increases on the river of a foot or two feet in 24 hours. Now you'll see four and five feet, 24 hours. Um, so we're seeing flood events that are occurring much quicker. And in, for instance, in the Sny, we've got 54 miles of river levee. Well, we've, we've monitored river conditions constantly, but you can't just fight a flood over 54 miles in a day or two's notice. No. It takes time. In the, in the 08 flood event, um, we were about a week in actually getting our system up to where it needed to be to fight that flood event. 2019, we didn't have that much time. And so we were not able to do uh, the things that really needed to be done. And what saved us was it was more of a typical river flood where it was up for a few days and then went right back down. What, What was really killing us in the 93 flood was it went on forever. Mm-hmm. It was up and yep. it stayed there yep. for weeks and weeks. And that's what caused the disastrous flood event in the Upper Valley was the duration of that flood event. Right. Um, so the, the regulatory climate that we're seeing today, and, and by the way, that study came out from the American Geophysical Union and, it, and in it further study came out two years later from the Corps of Engineers in Vicksburg, which corroborated the findings of the, t- of the other study. It, they agree. We're seeing higher flood events, more frequently, greater duration, and more intensity, and we have more regulations in place to keep us from fighting that. And that it, it's, uh, it's very frustrating. Uh, again, the SNI is the longest levee on the Mississippi? 
No, oh, we not. are okay. on the Upper Miss, Upper Miss, north yeah. of St. Louis. Right. Yes, okay. we are the we're the biggest system north of St. Louis. Um, I mean, we're we we have about a hundred and we actually protect about one hundred twenty-five thousand acres. Mm -hmm. Our official boundary is about one hundred fourteen thousand, but right. but we protect more than that. Um, but there, we protect communities. We have two national railroads that cross our drainage district. We have. Uh, Interstate 72, Interstate 172, the, the confluence of those two is in the mm -hmm. drainage district. Uh, US 54, which connects 61 and 70, 70 in Missouri to Interstate 72 in Illinois, crosses SNI. Um, we've had two relative, well, a brand new bridge in Louisiana yep. has been built, uh, the four-lane highway bridge in Hannibal. Uh, so we have a transportation network that we protect. We have cross-country uh, Pipelines, numerous cross-country yeah. pipelines. The new Grain Belt Express uh, power transmission line is going to come right across the SNI. So we're a lot more. We've got uh, sewage systems. We've got county water systems, uh, schools, Pleasant Hill. Um, it's a lot more than just agriculture. And so we're working every day to do the best that we can to, to protect that. And now you're going to retire. <laughs> It's don't don't let that deter you from applying for the job if you want it. It's a lot, but Michael Michael help you out. So you are you are planning to retire, and you are currently seeking applications for for your successor, correct? Yes, we are. Okay, yeah. we are accepting applications and resumes. Uh, we're looking for somebody to come in and take over and take the ball and carry it forward into the future. But you'll gladly help them when if and when needed. I'll help out uh, if asked. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's a good job. Um, the drainage district is, uh, well, it's it's near and dear to me because I grew up there. Sure. I, I was there going to school when the SNI project as we know it today was under construction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at that time, I really didn't understand what a great system it is. And now, coming back and working there, um, it's it really is an engineering marvel. Uh, put together by Klingner Engineering and the Corps mm -hmm. of Engineers. It's, it's a fascinating system and it all works together between sedimentation basins and aqueducts and pump stations and creek levees and basin levees and river levees. It's, a, it's an integrally complicated but yet great system that works. And um, it, it's been a lot of fun working there. It's, it's had a lot of headaches. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. been a lot of challenges, but I, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Well, it's a critically important job, and it's a critically important entity. And it's, uh, again, you're protecting hundreds of thousands of farmland, people's livelihoods, and again, it's, it's very important. And uh, I hope that uh, you enjoy your well-deserved retirement, and I'm sure that your successor will uh, just uh, pick up the ball and keep on running. Yep, he's going to have, whoever that is, he or she is going to have a good staff, and, a, and they'll have a good board, and they'll have the backing of the landowners, and they'll, they'll do a great job. Mike Reed, thank you for your time. Thank you. That's all the time we have for today. We'll see you next week.